guys for coming on the Role Model Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here with DJ King. And I'm here with Damster Daniel himself. Did you say Damster Daniel? No, I said Mr. Daniel. <laughs> Did I didn't say Damster Daniel. Like, it was what, like the, the new version of Dempster's Bread? No, 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 no. I just said Mr. Daniel. Oh, okay. I was going to say, okay, I was thinking about it. I was going to say Mr. Daniel Lawrence Lopez. Yeah. I was going to say the whole thing, and yeah. then I was like, I stopped, and I stopped myself, and I was like, oh. Just stop with Daniel. Okay, that's okay. fine. That's fine. So for those of you guys who are tuning in, uh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. What we talk about here on the Role Model Podcast, for those who are new, is we... That was Kingsley. He just hit his uh, foot on the table there. Excuse them. Uh, we just talk about our experiences from things we've learned just over the last few years being in business as entrepreneurs from our own role models. And we hope to inspire you guys to just become better role models in your own community as well. And, uh, you know, if we can, we can put that positive spin, really just be that light, be that, that impact, um, and do some good damage in culture and society, starting with our own lives and, and those of you guys who are listening. So thanks for coming on. And, and today's topic, we want to chat about money versus passion. A few questions we want to really dive into is, you know, at what point do you chase money over passion? At what point do you chase passion over money? Is there sort of a, a, um, a blending phase where you can do both? Like, you know, if you're into music, do you choose your, your, you know, your, passion as a musician as an artist versus trying to make a buck or do you make a buck first and then do so i want to sort of dive into that and um so kingsley i'm going to start with asking you a question okay okay is what does passion mean to you in the context of like career and stuff like that well i think in the context of career it's um i'd say something that you like deep down you desire to like accomplish like the, the fire is already there you're not i guess you're not looking for external motivation in order to do a particular task so i.e for example if it's music you listen to music on a regular basis you're in tune with the what's coming out what's new uh you make beats or you make or you write down lyrics or however else you process that you do that if it's um Sports, you play that sports religiously without anybody telling you, yo, you got to go to the gym or you got to do this, this, that. You're just doing it willingly mm -hmm. because that's what you're, you generally love to do on a daily basis. And your life kind of becomes accustomed to that particular task. So anytime there's, um, quote unquote, free time, that's what anybody could find you doing mm. or find you, I guess, um, improving your skills in that particular area. Okay. Right? To hone it better. That's what I would put in context as passion cool what about you cool uh, yeah you know what i think it'd be on the same lines as well where like it's not that i don't i don't agree or believe with passion but I, i'm stronger on the the idea of purpose and fulfillment maybe passion is a mix of both okay because and this is sort of where i want to go and we have touched on this before of uh, the idea of you know you don't always want to follow what you're passionate about, right? They say, do oh, what yeah. makes you happy. Listen yeah. to Gary Vee. says, do, do what makes you happy, which which I don't necessarily disagree with. But I think a follow-up question okay. that I would like to ask when it comes to following your passion is how are you serving people? So, for, you know, back to that question of what is passion, you know, for me, yeah. for, for Daniel, I, I'd say, yeah, it, maybe it's a mix of, of having purpose and fulfillment, not just doing what you like, but doing something where you're fulfilled and that you feel is part of your purpose where, you know, you would, you know, you, you do it, you, you would also do it for fun or do it on the weekends. Okay. Um, 
you know, I, I remember I had this one friend ask me, a good friend of mine asked me a question years ago. He was like, Daniel, would you still do what you were doing even if you weren't paid to do it? What was your answer? My answer was, yeah. Okay, I love doing, you know, I love teaching okay. people, I love educating. But then recently, last couple of months, I've thought about that answer again. And I was like, I'd still do it. I just maybe would do it like 25% of what I'm doing now. Because... Like you wouldn't go as hard? No. Why is that? Because I'm not, I'm not making money. Okay, so like, I understand that, uh, like what you're getting at. But I guess what I would say is like, even regardless if you're making money or not making money, do you still... Because like when you're when you're doing something, you're 100% invested in it. Yes. Right? Now, when you say 24%, that means that you're basically, like somebody has to basically pull you along in order for you to do that particular task. So maybe maybe in this case, what I mean by 25% okay. is I would just be only doing a quarter of the activity I usually would be doing. So now that I wouldn't have the motivation per se, but I'm like, I'm not going to put all my energy into this if I can't pay my bills with this. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, so, okay. so you know, and this goes into, you know, when people ask the question like, okay, well, I have a part-time job, but I'm also want to, you know, be an artist, whether it's, you know, an actual musician or, or a rapper, whether it's, a, you know, graphic designer or something. And it's like, I'm not making money off of this, but it's my passion. Um, you know, what should I do? Should I go all in? Should I have a job? I mean, it depends on your situation because there's a lot of factors that play into, you know, if, if you're a dad with like Is kids really, and stuff. Yeah, bro. I'm because, like, because in no, all situations, I'm like, yo, chase uh -uh, the bag. No. Well, okay. Yes. Yeah, like makes sense. in all the situations. Here, here's what I think. Okay. I think if you've developed, like, you want to make sure what you're doing is actually adding value to other people. Just because you're yes. passionate about it doesn't necessarily mean it will serve other people. Because if it's not going to serve other people, like, and I think that's where most humans get fulfillment from, right? Is, is I believe that's what God put inside of us is, is we have gifts and talents to serve other people. And we get fulfilled by doing that. But if what you're doing is purely just like no one else is benef benefiting from it, um, I wouldn't put all my time and energy into that. So here's an example. Okay, yeah. Here's an example. I I love paintballing. Okay. But that doesn't really add value to other people aside from supporting local business by buying paintballs and stuff. Well, I mean, okay, but it depends how you look at it though. Like, sure. I mean, if you love paintball enough, you could teach people who have never been. I guess never done paintballing totally. at all, right? Like as a new hobby or uh, come up with a better functioning gear or stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, in that sense, like you, you would obviously make it better because, you, you know, you definitely know what's wrong with it. You're in the industry, you speak the language, like that type of thing. Um, I think like when people, like for, for me, when I think about people following their passion or stuff like that, it's usually in... Um, Almost like in a, like, I, I want to say victim mentality, per se. Like, you're basically doing something that is not equating to you benefiting, like, being beneficial at the end. Because, like, if you chase the bag, mm -hmm. or say, like, yeah, particularly if you chase the bag, you can always come back to you, what it is that you're passionate about. Right. Right? Like, once you're, when, like, obviously, like, if you're going into something and you're like, okay, hey, well, the end goal is to be financially secured, and that particular passion leads to that then you also have to know what the success rate is mm -hmm. and what you got to do in order to be successful yeah. in that field. Yes, right? Like I those, agree. Like the 1% or 0.1% of football players, yeah. right, that become like NFL. You have to know that. So if you're not going to make the NFL, what are you going to do that's actually going to produce, Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. an income on the table? Because like at the end of the day, like you can be the best like player or whatever the case is, but if injuries are going to derail you, 
like can you chat you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you got to find different ways in order to to use that competitiveness on the field of as well as off the field right and so i would always say that find the, the particular area and where um one you can get to the bag because like once you get the money a lot of doors open up for you right Right, as far as like, hey, you can financially get more options. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right, and so the more you have more options, then now I can take time off to do a particular thing, Mm -hmm. or I can travel, I can go different places. Right, but like if you can't even pay your bills, like how we're saying, like nothing else matters Mm -hmm. at that point, right? Like you're that's constantly going to be on the front scope of your mind. Right, and but what do you? You know what, and I agree with that because I I think at one point you made I I think what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to you know, following your dreams, your passion, is they have sort of that dream, that passion, thing they really want to do. Yes. But they don't realize, they don't do any research on it. And they're like, I'm just going to go and do it. Mm-hmm. That's destructive because you're making an uneducated decision on, you know, your whole career, if you will, or like the next yeah. few years of your life, which is a big deal. And you don't do any research into it. Like, you know, you want to be an artist. Okay, cool. Well, what what type of music do you want to start producing? Do you want to be producing? Do you want to be directing? Are you like, are you mixing, mastering? Are you actually the vocalist? Are you doing everything? Are you like, what? And then what will it take? What is? Why are the one percent the one percent? Why are the top ten percent? If you want to make it on the top one hundred billboard, what will that take? What are they doing? Are they hiring ghostwriters? Are they? So if I think a lot of people don't actually put in the work. They yeah. have a passion. It's good, but they don't put in the work, the research, and then the actual work ethic necessary on a consistent basis to go after it. Agreed. So it's like it stays as more as a hobby, as opposed because I I do I, I do believe your passion can become your career, but I feel like sometimes you're almost more effective making your career your passion. Again, it's very contextual. Yeah, yeah. Very because if you hate absolutely hate your job or whatever, it's like okay, well, how can this be? You know, if you if you do data entry and you've been doing that for five years, but you love working with animals, um, okay, maybe it might be difficult to find some passion in data entry at a you know, bakery or something, um, just as a random example. But so in that case, okay, well, maybe you develop the skill sets necessary to become a vet, right? Are you going to school? Are you doing your research? What does it take to become a vet? Do you want to become a vet? Are you want to be, a, I don't know, other, another work in an animal rescue shelter or something? Like, I think yeah. just do the research, find out what does it take, and then are you willing to, because what you do your research on, that's the minimum. That's the thing. Yes. Everything you find out in that research is the minimum requirement, minimum to yeah. hit those levels of just those entry points. Yeah. If it's if you see if you see that the top ten percent are working forty five hours a week, that's the minimum. Minimum. Yes. Yes. You, you probably yes. want to be putting in sixty to eighty. In the yeah, and, and in the beginning, like you don't have the accumulated skill, right? Because there's always yeah. Like, you have to catch up. Like, in any area, even if, the, like, let's say you're transitioning, you have to realize that, one, you're going to have to play catch up because you're behind the eight ball. Everybody yeah. else that has been in it has either experience or they've had some type of um, connection, too, with, mm-hmm. right? Because it also becomes, like, who you know sometimes in 100%. order to get your foot into the door. Now, I would say, like, people, because I'm one of those people that, like, let's say you don't enjoy what you do on a daily basis. That's fine. But you have to, like, what really transform my mind is thinking of it in this sense is one when you go to work if you want to be in business you got to think about ways to be profitable so if you're at a job think about different ways where you can if you ran this place what you would bring in uh what you do to bring in extra income right that would get your mind flowing as like because at the end of the day when you're the one 
in the CEO seat or whatever the case is, and you have people that are working for you, you're gonna have people that don't like what they do, mm-hmm. right? And so, or they don't enjoy the being told what they do or different stuff, right? Like, I mean, right. some people just do it there just to get, you know, a check or whatever, and somewhere there to, because they generally enjoy what they do. So either way, but if you wanna make those people still feel included, because you need those, everybody on your team to participate mm-hmm. to right. for a specific goal. And so you have to be able to motivate those people. And those times where you don't enjoy what you're doing, you have to um, kind of put yourself in that same mindset. Whereas like if I had somebody that didn't enjoy this, how would I make them like this, this thing? Mm-hmm. And then you're learning the ins and outs because like every business has a structure that's a, that's a play. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you can learn different structures, how to manage people, like, that's really what it is. Right. Like this, um, notion of man i want to be ceo because i want to be a boss and all these things you're not really a boss mm-hmm. you're you're a babysitter yeah for most of the time right like and so you have to be able to if you can't motivate people and you can't get to the core of what people corely value then it doesn't matter how big your team is or whatever the case is because that's not going to be successful mm-hmm. right so like when people are talking about like your passion and all these things it's usually in the grand scheme of like yo i want to make it big Right, like I want to be like the next Jeff Bezos or whatever the case is. But all those people took the time to, when they were nothing, to, to learn those particular skills. Mm-hmm. Right, because your day becomes more busy. Yeah. Right, like as like you got to do this, this, and this, and then when you have more people in your team, you're managing their emotions and their whatever else they have going on, and then sometimes they come to work and you got to like somewhat motivate them, mm-hmm. right, to, to get the job done yeah. or to, uh, I guess, buy into whatever goal that you are. Uh, you have at the end goal, right? Mm. And and it's like a lot of people, they don't get the same notoriety on like, let's say when there is success, it's gonna come on you. Right. Right? Like they're not gonna get the success. So it's like, how do you motivate somebody else to externally follow your dreams? Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, I think it's, that's where you need to have that vision. And you know, without, right, there's that proverb, right? Without a vision, the people perish. Yes. And I think it's key because as a leader in any, as a role model in any area, you need to have a vision. You need yes. to have it because, you know, passion or money, regardless, you need to have some type of vision because it's not without a leader that people perish. It's not without money that people perish. It's not without resources people will perish. It's without a vision, your business, your community, your family, whatever it is, without any vision, it's not going to work. Because it's, it's that vision. Because the vision, it was what gives hope, right? Yes. So during those moments yeah, when yeah. things are not going your way, yeah. when you have a vision of, in your mind's eye, you can see what's not yet here, and you have that vision, you will continue to persevere through that. Yes. Right, through those tough times. Because there's a vi- there's there's a picture that you're you're aiming towards. Not just yes. a goal, yeah, but yeah, a bigger yeah. picture, right? Yeah, yeah. Until it becomes a lifestyle. And, you know, I shot it with a buddy earlier today. One thing he said, he uh, is from this philosopher, was... You know, if you can enjoy the moment now, there's no point planning for the future. That's interesting. Because that is very interesting. Yeah. Otherwise, if that plan in the future will come, but you can enjoy it when it comes, because you're still now you're planning for another future. Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always in the constant motion. So it's yeah. not, and again, it's not like you know, YOLO, live it up, go get hammered tonight, and you know, hope you're, it's whatever. It's you know, you're in the moment. No, it's like part of that vision. And like, if you were to die now, would you regret any decisions you, you made or didn't make? Because if, if you have a vision and your decisions, mm-hmm. and no one's perfect. Like, I'm definitely not perfect. I know yeah. you're, yeah. I mean, no, 100%. you know, we're all working on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, 
but it's like if our decisions for the large for the most part aren't driving us towards that vision yes and we were to die like tomorrow morning would we be able to look back and be proud of the decisions we made yeah that's something that i constantly think about because like when you do decide to i guess pursue this particular passion or or have the care you will have distractions come out of nowhere Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's when people automatically need you to help them move or to come to an event or to do this or to do that. And and when you're really, I guess when you what you really know is like when you're really making headwind, when you have people coming out of nowhere, out of the woodworks, one being a hater, if that's what you want to call it, or pointing out your flaws, mm-hmm. right? And then some even trying to imitate you. That, that's going to be evident, right? Yeah. And And so I think back to the original money versus passion thing is, you know, do the research, put in the work, be willing to put in the work, you know, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, I'm passionate about paintball. I, I know I'm not willing to put, I'm not going to put in the work to get like, you know, sponsored and then yeah. rise up to the level where I can like help people. Like is, do I have potential? Sure. We all have potential to do amazing things, yeah. but what, what, what do you actually, like, what's your calling for the season? And I think it's okay to have multiple passions or multiple oh, yeah. desires, right? Cause I know it was like, you know, okay. I enjoy, you know, I, and I enjoy working in the insurance industry, and it's like, and I, I, I eventually became passionate about it. That's what you're saying. Dude, yeah, I talk yeah, about yeah, death yeah. for a living, okay? Like, it's not, you know, the most yeah, sexy yeah. thing you know, out 100%. there. 100%. But I found a way to become passionate about it. Yeah, and, that, and that's... And, and that's, enjoy the, you know, and, enjoy and that. And that's the thing, like, when you're... Sometimes when you first start out, you're not... This is not, like, your go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And But here's the thing is, I love doing podcasts and stuff like this. I like speaking. I like teaching. Now, that's not, you know bringing us like cash flow. It's not bringing me cash flow right away. Yeah. So I'm doing my main thing now. So on the weekends and the evenings, yes, I can still continue to do what I'm, you know, quote unquote passionate about. Yeah. You know I mean, like we're not taking yeah, yeah, time yeah. off during the day exactly. and like, Hey, let's yeah. come to the condo, spend four hours, just whatever and record a podcast. Like, yeah. And, and that's why I'm like, yo, like when you first start off to like chase the bag, cause like you gotta have, even if you're passionate about something, you gotta have something that's bringing you a main income. So you can replace that with whatever, or, or if you have a strategic, like if, if you have some type of strategy or a okay, plan yeah. on that passion or that extra business you want to jump into or start, for it to be cash flowing. I, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, ideally as soon as possible, but yeah. I think there there's also a time where you don't want to just be in like the lukewarm position where one foot's in the I have the security of a job, one foot's yes. in I'm doing a side hustle. You're eventually going to have to choose. Oh yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, and and yeah. sure, you can. There's, I don't. I don't know. There's a gradual transition. I think sometimes you just gotta go for it. I think. Okay, so I was. Uh, oh man. Okay, so I was talking to this one guy, and he was like, "Why is it that when people bet on themselves, like you only hear about the successful stories?" Because I don't know. Because I guess that's what's highlighted. You know what I mean? Because, like, there are people that have transitioned. Let's say you had an office job or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. You incorporate. And you switch to whatever your side passion is, whether it's, like, sandal candles or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, those right. things, like, because, like, people have to understand that just because you, like, switch, it's not always going to be, like, this easy paved road. And that's the thing is that's why doing the research is important. Are you willing to do that? Because... I think like you can't you can't achieve you know there, there's a whole thing right you can't have a full time dream with a part time work ethic. Yes, right. I so totally agree are with you that. willing to put in the work going yeah. full time into that passion that dream that whatever that is? If you're not willing to put in that full time work, then don't do it. 
But if you are, then it's like, yeah, then I think it, it's okay to, to make that, you know, make that switch. Yes. But the thing is most people are not because, you, you know, YouTube ads and stuff. Oh, I quit my nine to five and now I'm driving yes. a Lamborghini yeah. and, you know, look at my house. And, yeah. and it's like, okay, cool. How did you quit your job? What was your situation, right? It's like, dude, if I, if you're a, you're a parent, yeah. if you're a single parent or just a parent in general, you got three, four or five kids and they're young and you're still trying to pay it off your student loans and your mom's just passed away and you're looking after your funeral, like you're, you're, you need the job because now there, you have way more responsibility than just you. Yes. Right. There, there has to be income. Whereas if, you know, maybe guys like us where it's, we don't have, I mean, you got a mortgage and stuff. I'm still living at home, uh, you know, as of this recording. So it's like, okay, for me to jump full-time into the business, not have any job, I can afford to do that risk-wise. Yes. I, yeah, have yeah, the, risk, yeah, I, yeah. I can spend the next five years and my business can make $0. And then year six, it could be worth a quarter million bucks. I could be making yeah, a quarter, 300K. Yeah. I can afford to do that because I don't have, you know, a, a family, kids. Yeah. Like, there, I don't yeah. have a lot of risk. Yes. And so if you're young and you're in that sort of similar position, yeah, if you have sort of that passion, get good at it. Because I got good at insurance. That's the thing. I wasn't just like, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm going to go do it. And just yeah. like, you know, I'm, you know, I work two hours a day and I'm just doing nothing for the rest and just hoping clients come, you know, I got good and I worked my butt off in this industry. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like when you're like, I guess a lot of our viewers are pretty, you know, in their early twenties and stuff like that. When you're in that position and you don't have like how Daniel's saying, you don't have kids, you don't have like any overhead really. That's the time that you really want to buckle down. Like I know like, that's when it's glamorized is like, you'll party it up, like live your best life, all of that. But you got to think about the decisions that you make now, how those decisions will translate 10 years from now, mm-hmm. right? 40 years. Cause like how exactly what he's saying, like when you have four, when you have kids and you're 40 or 30 something, your overhead is way more con- complex than someone who is 20 literally wakes up, has their day to do whatever they want mm-hmm. but when you're a parent you don't there's no day off of being a parent yeah right yeah. you still like that's when you like basically you're waiting till your kids go to bed in order to let's say put in that task mm-hmm. but you only have like two hours or whatever three hours and then you gotta get up and do your day all over again mm-hmm. right and maybe on the weekend you go a little bit harder than than most but when you're single and or let's say you are dating somebody but when you're in your early 20s when you don't have no you know family overhead and stuff like that and just minimal bills that's when you should be going hard and creating 100%. those tasks you know early you know 20s 30s because you know and i'm sure you've got this comment or advice before i know i have where when i talk to older people and i try to spend a lot of time with older people yeah. you know it's uh, gold nugget for if you're a young and watching this you know you're under 30 exactly spend as much time with older people as you can develop that sort of old soul um just wisdom and so when i was with when i talk with older people one com- and this is nothing to brag or anything. This is just what yeah. they say. But they're like, wow, I wish I was doing what you were doing when I was your age. Yeah. And these are these are successful people are in their 40s. They're not like old, like, you know, 99 years old. They're and like in their 40s, successful entrepreneurs, business owners. And they're like, dude, I wish I was doing what you were doing when you were in your 20s. Because they envy, like, most people don't understand this, but the, I was always, I don't know why I always understood this, but I did. The one commodity that you'll never, you can never replenish or anything like that, and it's very essential, is time, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, people realize that, yo, like, if even if I was younger, 
and yeah, now I'm older and a little bit more successful. The, they realize like, man, I could accomplish so much, mm-hmm. right? If if I had got started early, yeah. And that's what we're trying to get people to understand is the game is not oh man, like this guy's ahead of me five years, but like you have the time to catch up to him, mm-hmm. right? If you just start and yeah. get the ball rolling, right? Rather than waiting, because like literally, if you wait, five years will still pass by, mm-hmm. and you'll still be standing in the same exact spot. Yeah. That you're in, and the crazy thing is, you would you don't want to look back and be like, man, I had an opportunity to really excel at this, and I punted that, and then now you're looking for the next opportunity, and you're not sure where, where when it's gonna come, because we all have an opportunity in life mm-hmm. to progress. Like everybody's situation, somebody, some people have it harder than you, some people have it easier than you, some people are gonna have it like you know different like different levels. Everybody's gonna have whatever they have, but the goal is to whatever you get to turn it into what you actually, um, I guess, strive for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because there's somebody in, like, a third world country that wishes they were in your situation and, and they would, like, you know, explode. And there's other people that are, like, I don't know, maybe they're born to a million-dollar family and they're, like, yo, man, you're, like, yeah, if I was in that position, I would do this. Right. Right? Like, everybody has, a like, looking up to something where, like, oh, if I had this, I would do that or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. But just make do of what you do have and that is more important than, you know, always looking for what, Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. No. And and it's it's like you have to be. I think I. It's, this is a very. Un, this is. Oh yeah. Okay. This is a very underrated asset that every successful entrepreneur has. Okay. Okay. Tune in next week. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. This here here's here's his asset is the art of resourcefulness. Yeah. Yeah. Every great entrepreneur or intrapreneur, right, working in a in a yeah. in the corporate setting, is resourcefulness. That's a huge asset that I don't think very few people talk about. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, that means if the soundboard isn't working, and we have to run in twenty minutes, okay. Well, what am I thinking? What am I what am I putting together? Yeah. What am I strategizing? Who am I calling to find a way to get another soundboard to run something to make something myself? Can I download a software on my laptop? Do I have to get a laptop? Do I need to go down and get somebody else's laptop? Do I just record on my phone? Do I do like, so all of a sudden I'm thinking of ideas on, okay, this doesn't work. Boom. Okay. What next? Right. Are you, you know, leveraging your leveraging the re like the assets you have in your own environment. That's being resourceful. And I think, I think a lot of, you know, whether it's our generation or just, you know, millennials, Gen Z, um, what not a lot of them are doing is actually looking at what do I have in my hand? How can I leverage this? Yes. Because we, we look so much to mentors, to coaches, to YouTube, Instagram, to, you know, inspirational life quotes, to great reels. Nothing wrong with that. But you still need to make a decision. And it's still, it still comes down to, okay, well, what do you have now? Mm-hmm. Right? Everyone yeah. listening to this, myself included, we, we have everything we need to take that next step. Yes. Yes, we, we yes, just yes. Take that. We, have, we have to make that decision. It does not matter how many coaches you hire, mentors. Yeah. Like, you have to make that decision. And it come, what do you have? In your, what, you ask yourself that question. What do I have in my hand? Right? This whole, th- this whole yeah. podcast thing, I had 50 bucks in my, you know, I, I paid an Amazon little tripod thing. And I had an iPhone 6S. Like, that was the start of my, my the lives and, you know, the whole, the whole Facebook live and Instagram live thing. That was a year and a half, almost two years ago. Hey, coming on, almost coming on two years now. It's like, well, that's what I had. It was nervous because I was looking at guys that are doing what we're doing now. And I'm like, I don't have that. I don't have those resources. I don't have this. Who I don't speak as good as this person or I don't like. And comparison kills creativity, right? Comparison is a thief of joy. So 
because I was doing that, I could have gone that route and be like, you know what, I'm not going to start. And if I had not started, none of this would have, this wouldn't have really been an idea come to fruition thing. 100%. And that's like back to the personality. That's why when, even when you're in a place where you don't like it, you have to think creatively of how you would do things differently, manage people differently, even, because uh, that's what gets the, the ball rolling. Because when you're in places where you generally don't like to be there or you don't enjoy it, it's easy to just shut down and shut out. Yeah. Right. But to force your mind to think about different solutions and different ways of solving things, when you are in a panic, you've worked that, that side of your brain so much mm-hmm. that now ideas are flowing through. Yeah. Right. Because most people, like, they're tunnel vision, right? I just go to work, I come home, I maybe I watch Netflix, whatever the case is, and I just sleep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's Monday to Friday. And then, you on know the what? Weekend. That's, not, that's not tunnel vision, bro. Tunnel vision is, you got to, well, I guess, you yeah, vision. okay. I, I got what you're saying. I, yeah, but, but I, guess, I think it's lack of vision. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say tunnel vision, but yeah, lack of vision. It's more of like that's that's the Monday to Friday, and then Saturday I'll go to the club, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. live it up with my friends. Sunday, maybe it's recovery day, and you know, back to it. But like when you're in a place of Monday to Friday and you don't want to be there, and you're generally cultivating ideas in your mind working, now by the end of Friday, you have ideas flowing that you're like, yo, man, if I can do this or do that. And when you go to restaurants, like, I literally, when I go out to eat, like, I'd, like, try different places. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, like, why Why did they put the entrance where it is? Mm-hmm. Because somebody obviously had an idea to do particular things, right? right? right. And, to, and so mm-hmm. the basis and the reason why I'm saying all this is when you're basically f- going down the route of, like, let's say now, let's say you have the bag, right? And so you're making, you're working, whatever. And now you want to follow your passion is you have to have a childlike mindset, mm-hmm. Because everything, you have to be able to understand it and explain it to somebody else. And in order to explain to some somebody else, you have to explain it like as if they don't know anything in order right. for them to understand it. And when you have a childlike mindset, you ask the, like, I don't know, stupid questions, you would say, or the basic questions. They may not be basic, mm-hmm. but, like, no, if nobody's going to ask them, that's the only way you can understand it. Because when yeah. you really understand it, then you can teach somebody else. And you know what? That's so good because there's I heard this from this one guy. was when it comes to your vision and, you know, purpose and yeah. stuff. Can you, like, you have to be able to explain it so very simply. It's, it's typically very complex. A lot yeah. of moving parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you also have to be able to translate it in such a simple form where I heard this one guy say, where if you said it to a drunk person, they'd know what you're saying. 100%. They have to. Because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, even what elevator pitches mm-hmm. in 15 seconds, you right. know, you can't give a complex vision in 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's, and I think that that's, you know, that's the thing where, I think a lot of people just like vision, honestly. Like, because when you have vision, you have discipline, you have habits, you have you choose your environment. Yes. Like vision did take so, and this could be a whole other thing. But you know, I think as as good as having a passion is, what's more important than passion is vision. What's more important than money is having the vision, right? And you know, yeah. I you know I believe that comes from God, right? That, you know, so yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. we both believe. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but but getting that vision because that's gonna that's gonna actually check your passion. Because why yeah. why don't I go paintballing every? I could. I have a car. Oh yeah. yeah I have yeah. a paintball gun. I got paintballs. Why don't I go paintballing every weekend? Because yeah, why don't you? Because here's why. <laughs> because it costs money, and because um, is that that doesn't bring me closer to my vision. At least not at this point. Yeah. Now if I'm paintballing and everyone I'm going with is like very very successful, all in the same industry or future clients, then sure I'll entertain it. Why? That's pushing me towards my vision. Yeah. But as of now, at least, if I were to go every weekend, that's not doing that. I don't feel a pull. I don't feel an urge. I don't feel peace yeah. about putting all my time into that. I could, and I could get really good at it. But I don't feel the pull to do that, so I'm not I'm not going to pursue that. 
No, no. Oh, do we have a question? Okay. We'll so, okay, sweet. So we got a question from the gram. Compassion turn into greed? So the question is, compassion turn into greed like money can? Is that the question? Does money really turn into greed, though? Because for, for me, like, I've always understood, like, money... Money will just reflect more of who you are. 100%. So if you're a greedy person and you have more money from it, you're just going to be more of the person that you are. But, like, realistically, like, that's an internal battle that you have to check yourself on, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, uh, I mean, okay, if your passion is, let's say, bringing you more wealth, then, yes, you would reflect more of who you are. Yes. Now, typically when people do have a passion, they have a passion, their passion is to serve another person or to serve people mm-hmm. in that case. And so when you're in a service industry or you're serving people, you don't, your heart's already tender, mm-hmm. right? And so you're not doing, like, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you're getting paid for it, but that's not the end goal, right? Right. And so if those things are, um, like, intertwined, like where your heart is in, in the right place, and mm-hmm. let's say, you know, because you, you, if your vision is from God, your heart is in the right place. Like, your heart is not going to be, this hard soil where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to hoard everything I get. Cause then that would automatically bleed into your passion and you won't even want to do that anymore. Right. And so, so I think to answer, yeah, 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 I agree. And I think to answer the question is compassion lead to greed like money can the answer is no one, because money doesn't lead to greed. Greed leads to mismanagement of money, right? Greed is a heart condition. Yes. It's not a byproduct of having a lot of money. And I think that's a very common misconception is if I have a lot of money, I'm going to be greedy. Or having a lot of money means I'm greedy. No, 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 no. You can be greedy and be broke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a a mentality. It's a heart attitude. Yeah. Right? Greed is intangible. Because it's intangible, money is is spiritual and physical. It's it's weird. It's interesting. but, But greed is not tangible. So... Because it's a heart condition, it's a mentality. Mm-hmm. That's where your actions and decisions really get birthed from. So your passion wouldn't ever turn into greed. Your passion could be led by it, and then you yeah. call it a passion. So I, I'd say the answer to that is no. And just be very careful with the definition of associating money with greed. Because you look at a successful you know, business person or entrepreneur, and they're you know, wealthy. It's like, oh, they're greedy. Well, why are they greedy? Oh, because they don't, you know, look how much money they have. And? How much value have they provided to the economy? How much good yeah. have they done for us? You know, and yeah. I think and I think we touched on this last time too of the, the very common misconception on business people, the idea that the wealthier you are, the worse, you know, yeah. maybe you yeah, are to yeah, society. Yeah. So you gotta find a way to give back and donate and you know, build orphanages so you can be a good person. Well, what if you got wealthy by being a good person? Because you added that much value to everybody around you. Yeah, and and the thing too is like a lot of wealthy people are willing to freely give you the advice and even the blueprint to get to where they are. 100%. Right? Like, if they were greedy, they would be like, okay, we made it to the top. Okay, don't share any information. But they realize that having connections and having uh, people in their life who they can go to or people that can come to them when when of time of need is very important. Because, like, success alone is very destructive. Because who do you go to when you face a challenge where you can't overcome, right? Like, but when you're with people that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, a community of people that I trust. Yes. We, we can all, we all have resources. Because like when you're successful, it's never just you. It's right. Always 100%. Exactly, 100%. right? It's always yeah. a community. And so if I can go to that community and we can particularly, and that's, I guess that's kind of the, 
the th- my thought process, which is um, most of the world's problem are individual based, mm-hmm. right? Like if you can solve that individual based problems, a lot of the world problems fade away, bro. And that's exactly what business is, right? So like when people are like in the sense of being greedy and hoarding information, that translate them like let's say even um, doing worse to their neighbor. Per se, just because mm-hmm. they're like, yo, I want what the neighbor has. Right. Right? And so that's where you find people getting murdered over, like, the most basic things mm-hmm. and, and those things. But when you're open-hearted and you don't, that's not what you look after. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, if my neighbor needs help, I'm willing to help the person. Because right. not what I can get, but because of the, I'm generally willing to help. And that automatically opens up for when there is an opportunity for them to point, you know, mm-hmm. to bring you up. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, like people are like, "Well, what am I gonna get? Or what am right. what's what are they taking away from me? It's not what they're taking away from you. Like if you do the work, nobody's you know, no one's gonna stop. Like what it is that it's, it, like whatever it's meant for you is gonna come for you. Yeah, right. Like if you're properly putting in the work and actually because because putting in that work, that's actually a result of you stewarding those resources yes. you have. Right. That's looking at what do I have in my hand and using yeah. it. When you use that, that's be called being a good steward. And when you're a good steward will be able to be trusted with more more 100 percent. and people always look at the um, the finished product yeah and that's kind of like the i guess the downfall over a little bit of the successful people is like but if you look at the journey if most of them are just regular dudes and and i want to touch on that because you know when when it comes to asking wealthy people for advice didn't ask them oh what does your day look like because your day now looks yes. very different than when yeah, they started yeah. you want to find out when you were in my position Starting yep. a business and here, give a very brief overview of where you're at in business or life. What were you doing then? Because that's what matters. Yeah. Because if they're if they only work four four hours a day now, you're Richard Branson and you got you know you're you're chilling in your in your yeah, jet and yeah. stuff. Uh, brother, you don't got a jet, so you can't you can't be asking what do you do now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing when people are like, oh, what book are you reading? Yeah. It's like that book that you're reading is definitely different now than the book they had to read. I want to know what are the ten then. books you read yeah. when you started and when you were my. Who did you hang with? back then how did you yeah. network back then because it's like well how do you network now it's like well oh i just i just call like warren buffett and then we'll yeah, go for lunch exactly. next week. uh you know joe you can't do that bro like sorry dude yeah. like it's yeah. not it's not uh it's not feasible that you don't got warren buffett on your you know speed dial <laughs> so so it's like how do you network when you were 22 in the in, you know in the mud and mm. trying to make it happen what were you doing then that's what matters that's advice yeah, and, and most of them is just go time because, like, they realize that, like, if you have to treat your life like every like every possession is, like, the fourth quarter, you will execute, like, with intention. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't want to idolize the idea of that, that whole hustle-grind culture. No. Because you can hustle and grind without a purpose and you yes. get burnt out. Yeah. Or you hustle and grind with a vision and a purpose, and then you accomplish and actually bring real value. And that's what you want. And that's what to, you want is exactly. work hard, but make sure you're working hard with a purpose. Otherwise, yeah. hey, it takes some time to figure out what you actually want to do, right? If it's like, I don't know yeah. if I should go to school, take a year off, travel the world a little bit, talk to some good people, maybe try some different foods, expose yourself, then make a decision and put your head down and grind. And you, you want to be surrounded with people that generally care about you. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And when it, cause like, honestly, the, like when you're, you're, it's already hard. Like, I don't want to say hard, but it is hard. It's already hard enough that you have to go to battle like in the world. Mm-hmm. And so when you come out of home or you come to, for refuge or to re- replenish yourself and you have to battle in those circumstances, that's going to be twice as hard. 
And, and it starts too with caring for yourself. Yes. Right. Because if you don't care for yourself, people can only care for you for so for so for much. So yeah. And, and you know, it's not that it's a bad thing, but if you don't care for yourself, it's like, well, if, if I'm pouring into you everything I can, but if you're not even pouring into yourself, like, yes. What's the point? Yeah. If you if you, yeah, you're yeah. not taking any action on you know for yourself, why? Like I I, I can't be taking action for you, right? This no. is your own your no, own decision. No, 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 no. So I, I totally agree. And and it's but you got to care for yourself. First. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right? that's what actually un, that's actually unselfish because yeah, right. That saying is like what self care is not selfish. Is that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not self. And honestly, like I, I think the it's it's more selfish if you don't like accomplish the things that you set out to do because mm-hmm. somebody's relying on you, somebody's yep. watching you. 100%. Like whether it's that kid down the street, yeah, yeah, you like you know your neighbor's kid, whatever it is, someone is watching you, and how mm. you move is going to impact your life as well. Yeah. Right, so it's kind of it's actually selfish for you not to accomplish the things you set out to do. Mm. Preach, but that was good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. People, Grant Cardone says, and I love this. He says, "Success is your duty, responsibility, and obligation." Yeah, I like that. Because hundred percent, bro. Like, there's people ten years from today that are relying on you now. Yes. To take those actions and be successful. And the version of you in 10 years um, is impacting those group of people. But that requires you to, to make those moves now. Oh, do we got another question? Is reading essential to being successful? Uh, yeah. And yes. reading or audiobooks, but yeah, 100%. Like, no, read. That's, that's a non-negotiable. Yeah, you, you got to. Like, I didn't like reading personally. Like, I went, to, I went through school. And, you know, you just do whatever reading that you're supposed to read in school or whatever. But... What I really realized when I, like, after, you know, graduating and all that is when you're starting from ground zero, there are informations that are out there, like, let's say, YouTube videos or whatever the case is, but there's some core tactical information that you have to pick up a book and read. And the more you read, one, it allows you to um, decipher information quicker. So, like, when you're reading an email, you can skim through it quicker. You can, uh, when people are talking, you can understand what they're saying and respond with intent because like the, some of the things are okay i receive an information i made a decision and i executed mm-hmm. some of the people that do get ahead in life they just execute dude that, and that's that's the thing is, is that's it execute eric, eric thomas says it right eric execution is worship yeah it's, it's execution that's what matters exactly i'm no better than you i'm no smarter than you but i just did it yeah and and that all comes from like being able to understand and process information quicker mm-hmm. and so like this is why i would I would urge people to try to read whether it's a book every two months or whatever the case is, but read something that is propelling you forward, mm-hmm. right? Getting new information because like TV and all those things, if that's that's not serving you, I'm entertainment gonna, I'm, wise, you own that TV channel. Yeah, unless unless like even that's, that's but even like no even at then this. like you're not even watching it yeah. like how people at home watch it, right? Yeah. You're watching it with with the critique uh, with the to critique yourself so you can be better. I like critiquing. No, I wasn't aware. That's why I stopped myself. I was like, I was like "Come on," but yeah, also too, right? And and the one thing too, I would tell people is, um, you tell. I think it was uh, Les Brown, right? He's like, you tell the world who you are when you open your mouth, mm. right? And if you cannot articulate your thoughts or your ideas, especially when you're around people of, I guess, some level of success. Mm-hmm. Because you have to understand that the people of success, like, they they spend majority of their days telling their employees what not to do, 
uh, all these things. And so when they come around, people where they generally want to hang out, they want to make sure that the information that they're giving or receiving is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if every second word in your vocabulary is a swear word or stuff like that, like that deters people to want to be around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're Gary V. Well, yeah, when, when you have some level of success, and yeah, of course, whatever you say, somebody's willing to accept it. But even at that, like, you still need to, like I was saying, convey your vision to the people that you're with, 100%. right? Yeah. And so sometimes, like, different words, like, you don't have to use big words all the time or whatever the case is, but you have to be able to articulate those thoughts, and those comes from being able to read, process information, mm-hmm. even get information, right, from books. Like, certain informations yep. are just not out there. And, and that's and so that's why reading books are non-negotiable because it's literally, got like, dude, for what, you're getting a successful person's life advice for 20 bucks. Yes. Literally, they're a whole, like, there's like, Yo. okay, here's everything I've learned in my life. Here you go for 25 bucks. Dude, that's a steal. Like, I literally buy books every month. That's that's I, I I haven't because I just I still have so many books I've not read exactly yet. that's like I didn't have like you know like obviously that many books but I generally enjoy because like I to my mind I'm like hey I could spend a hundred dollars on clothes mm-hmm. that's gonna deteriorate right 100%. away and okay, here's the thing here's what I do I don't know if you do I I don't know if you do this I'm I talk fast when I get excited I don't know if you do this but the, for me like I spend a I spend a lot of money on clothes every year. But I'm actually comfortable with that because I spend more on my own mindset development yes. than I do on clothes. So if I'm dropping a thousand bucks on a suit jacket or whatever, or just clothes in general for you know, a yeah. span of a month, I'm okay with that because I spend significantly more on books and events and seminars and on me. So I'm actually cool to propel yourself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's like. You know, and that's investing in yourself because that's a whole thermostat thing, right? I've yes, I, I look at myself at this level, so yeah, I'll trim myself accordingly. Otherwise, yeah. you look yourself here, you'll treat yourself there, and you end up self sabotaging to an extent, exactly levels of success and whatever. So, we yeah, we can go on. So, any other questions? That's it, but like, yeah, to piggyback off that, like, most people don't invest in themselves, yeah, like, and investing yourself is not just. Like, you know, like a downside, you're going to seminars, you're doing all those things. Mm-hmm. But books are also investment in yourself. 100%. 100%. And that in- investment can either, like, quadruple. Because some of the books you buy, like, you could buy a book for $20, but if it can make you 50 grand, what is that book worth? If it shifts your perspective a little bit, it's like you spent 25 bucks to have a shift in perspective. That's worth it. I think it's worth it. Yeah, but even, even like, let's say, for example, if you're following your passion, right? Some books have detailed information. Yes, yeah, very, like, tactical, strategic. And it's like, even if it's like, let's say how to negotiate contracts mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. True. Once you learn how to negotiate contracts, how to read people's body language, yeah. those type of things, it, that could propel you to where like now when you are in a meeting, you have an upper hand because mm-hmm. you have that knowledge in the back of your mind. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's a reason why successful people read. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. th- those type of like, um, I guess, tactical, tactical advan- advantages, you want to adopt those things. Mm-hmm. Because that's also going to be beneficial for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, that's so true. Any other questions? Sweet. Bro, I think we could wrap this up here. We're almost at, uh, yeah, let's, at an hour. Let's do it. Bro, this was good. Man, this, like, flew by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we started off with the sun up, and then now the sun's down. So for those listening on Spotify, yeah. this is our first time recording outside, so you might hear some audio variation. Totally fine. We're all working and getting better. Yeah, so. let us know how it sounds. Yeah, and please, guys, like, comment, subscribe, do your thing, share this with your people. Um, just get the word out. And any any feedback you have, like Kingsley said, we're open to con- constructive criticism. Yeah. Always open to getting better to serve you guys better. So 
yeah and yeah exactly if you learn anything or if we made you laugh or you know anything like that yeah p- plug us in you know when 100%. you're having discussions with your friends what's new what you're listening to plug and us in talk to, talk to your role models this week and thank them be grateful for them oh do we what do we got Okay, so somebody said, don't use words that are too big for the subject. So the example they gave was, don't use something like infinitely when you just mean very. What that does, and that's a very good point, is it lessens the weight and the impact of those words. Right? Look at the word love, for example. Right? It's like, I love pizza, yes. I love this. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you love your, you know, your family, whatever. Well, because that word's used so much, it like, unless it's a Yeah, watered down. It's just, yeah. it's water, you know? So I totally get that. Totally get that. That's a good point. Is that like a comment? Like, okay. Whoever yeah. commented thanks person appreciate you yeah like that cool okay i like that at least i'll give you a thumbs up yeah i think that was joseph who commented good job joe we're proud of you squirt okay (laughs) got it okay that's it awesome all right you guys thank you guys for tuning in on this episode of the real model podcast yeah what is episode nine episode in the books people well on spotify and apple and well yeah and on in in spotify apple and google okay got it yeah and anchor and Stitcher eventually too. Okay, on all platforms. On all platforms. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know that. Remember the VHS intro? It's like no. now available on demand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the beginning, it's like super old school from like the '90s, and it has like the purple black background, with like the gold. I thought it was blue. It's like purple bluish. It's like a deep blue, maybe. Okay. And like yeah, yeah, Toy yeah. Story trailer. Okay, so be great, you guys. Stay blessed. Thank your models this week. What else do you got to say, bro? Adios, amigo. Adios, amigos. Oh, yeah. All right. We out. Ciao.